Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast, and today I have Annalise Warren on, and she is from Melbourne, Australia. And Annalise is a CEO, business strategist, marketing mentor, speaker, and mother of three little ones. And Annalise found herself getting asked for business and marketing advice from women who wanted more freedom in business and life but didn't know how to translate that into a viable business model and be able to take it to the world. So determined to provide a way for small business owners to get affordable access to expert marketers, she founded the Marketing Mentor Program in 2019. And Annalise supports women to transform their business to discover the profit and freedom they started it to achieve. Her true passion lies in developing and implementing effective, efficient, high-converting marketing strategies that actually move the needle. So welcome to the show, Annalise. Thank you so much for having me. So I gave you a brief introduction there, but why don't you um, tell us a bit about your story and how you ended up on this journey of helping small business owners? Sure, I would would love to. So... I started a marketing agency with my husband three and a half years ago because we were living and working in the city and we wanted to move back down to the coast where we were from, but that would have meant a two hour commute each way. And Mm. with little kids, they would have been asleep when I left and (laughs) when I got home. And so that wasn't what I wanted and we wanted to build a house and my husband was a carpenter. <laughs> so he retrained as a web developer so that he could be build our house during the day and we could, he could work around that as well. And we started the agency working with, with tradies, like with construction because mm-hmm. that was his area of expertise and we, that's what we wanted. We wanted to niche down. And then as you mentioned, I, that was going well and I was speaking to other mums who wanted what we had, which was a business from home, working around the kids. And so I started mentoring them in a really informal capacity mm-hmm. um, on, and teaching them how to DIY their own Facebook ads and things like that because the business models that they wanted were, were smaller scale, that it just didn't make paying someone viable and this is something that you can learn to do yourself if you're willing to if you if you're willing to figure it out and so it started there and now it's become a more formal thing um we don't just work with with mums it's expanded (laughs) again because more people want it in so it's it's small business owners who want to diy their own marketing and they get access to 
the marketing agency team for support. Um, and I love it. I love it so much because it's helping the people that I really want to help. And we found a model that works both from a financial level in terms of providing the service, but also from, from their perspective, they get the help that they need. So I love it. And I love that you created that model because you are right. Like, um, you know, me as a small business owner, right? I've looked into it. I don't have the thousands and thousands of dollars a month that most social media companies want, you know, to do advertising and that. And many times, like they've told, you know, it's going to take three months before we really start to see tremendous results because we got to do all the testing and everything. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm paying you all this money. I'm paying for the ads and I might not see results for a few months. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, that's not something that small, most small businesses can do. It's not. And especially the women I was speaking to just wanted an extra, you know, 500 or $1,000 a week to help their families. They didn't want to run an empire. Mm-hmm. They just wanted, they just didn't want to put, take their child to daycare and go to work every day for, you know, in a job they didn't love. So yeah, it's nice that this is a, a middle ground. <laughs> so I know you've come prepared today to talk to us about understanding the buyer's journey. And when I first started learning about this, it was, it was like I was having aha moments after aha moments because I realized that once I could see where people were at in the journey, I could predict where they were going to go next. And it made the, the process of selling products and services easier. I didn't have to fumble around anymore because I knew where they were going to go. Yeah, and we can guide them to where we want to. And most most people, most small business owners coming into this, they they're in exactly the same spot. You're great at your thing, you're great at your at your area of expertise, and then when you decide to run your own business um, through through that, then you need to learn all of these new skills. All of a sudden, it's like you're probably not an expert in finance. You're probably not an expert in you know, in, in leadership and management and, and marketing, it's a whole new ball game that you have, that you have to learn. So well, yeah, I'd I, love think, to dig in. I think the biggest one is sales. You know, people go yeah. into this entrepreneurial journey and they don't realize that, you know, a big part of the journey in the beginning until you can make enough money to hire somebody is you've got to sell. Yeah, you can't sell, you, can. you don't have anything else. So, you know, that's mm. one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show today is, you know, is to explain about that buyer's journey. And, you know, that would help, you know, the entrepreneurs who are listening to this to really be able to take their businesses forward. Yeah, great. All right. Well, let's dig in. The buyer's journey, you might have heard of the funnel, you know, having a, having a marketing funnel. Mm-hmm. And the point of the marketing funnel is to lead people electronically, usually through the buyer's journey. And so there's there's five stages and we'll concentrate on four four of them today. So it, before someone can buy your, your product and become a lifelong devoted customer of yours, they need to know who you are. They need to be aware that you exist. So that's challenge number one. From there, we need to get them interested because just because you're aware of something doesn't mean you're interested. For example, I am aware of company like prescription glasses companies, but I'm not interested because that's not me. I don't, I don't need 
I don't need prescription glasses. Same, I'm aware of Gucci, but I'm not particularly interested. So we need to get them interested after they become aware. Mm-hmm. The next point is desire. We need to make them not just interested, but we make them really want, want what we have to offer. And then from desire, we'd want them to take action. And after action, you'd think that would be the last step, but we want them to refer. We want to, we want to bring it full circle because the people that get referred to us are going to have a lot higher conversion rate because they trust their friend or that person. And so that for, for us in the agency, our referral conversion rate is about 90% or maybe even more. And so that we want to include that in the piece mm-hmm. in, our, in our plan. And so when you're thinking about marketing, what I find with a lot of new clients is that they come on board and they just have an ad or they're just sending emails going, look, I've got my book here, buy, buy this, or here's my product, or here's my program, because they are so, they know the value of it and they know it can help people. Yeah. And they think, of course, everyone else should want, <laughs> of, like, of course, I'm the best graphic designer out there and, of, you know, and everyone should want to work with me. And of course this, but your prospects, your potential clients or customers are in a different place than you. And so they are going about their their world, not being even aware of you yet with their own set of um, beliefs about your industry, with your own, their own set of experiences coming yes. in. For example, I'm in marketing. We don't have the greatest rep because it's, 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 the, it's a low barrier to entry. Anyone can call themselves a marketer and not have to, you know, do any courses. <laughs> the courses that, that I did, like as a, I, I've got a degree in marketing, things change so quickly that you can't have a degree. Like it's, it's basically useless. It's the psychology side, but it has nothing to do with the digital space. And I finished it, what, 10 years ago. So you can just, anyone can, you know, who owns a laptop could be a, 17 year old in their grandma's basement kind of you know calling themselves it saying they have a marketing agency and so people are coming into this space not very trusting of marketing people not very you know thinking it's going to be really expensive thinking i'm not going to get results for like you said for months or seeing these really shiny Lamborghini photos and going, great, in one month time, I can earn 80K a month. (laughs) And that's, and so I'm going to, you know, so there's, and that's just where people are coming from. So you need to think about in your industry and in your space, where are your, your, your prospects at Mm -hmm. before they know about you? And then where do they need to be in terms of headspace in order to say yes to you and your products or services? Mm -hmm. Because they're probably going to be two different places, but you need to use your content and your marketing to lead them down there. And if they're thinking, oh, marketers are all all a joke, they just want my money, they're not, you know, no, no one's going to get me results, they're all talk, and I'm going... I can, you know, come over here, buy my thing, buy my thing. They're just, it's just going to fall totally flat. No one's going to buy it. And so then, but then people get surprised that no one bought their thing. So we need to warm people up 
Yeah. It's, it's been said, and I don't know by who I really need to look this up, <laughs> that marketing, you need to think about marketing like, like a first date. If you talk all about yourself on the first date, you're not going to get that second date. Yes. And, and, and it's you only so, get one chance most times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we don't like, we love to buy. We love, we're very consumerist. We love to buy, but we don't like to be sold to. And so we don't, if we just see an ad that is totally salesy and I don't know anything else, I'm very unlikely to respond. And most people are like that. And so how do we make them aware of us without selling? Then, well, you need to give them something. You need to give them something that they want. And so again, digging into who is that customer? What is that need that I solve? What is that problem? And how can I begin to lead them down the path way to be going to say yes to my product? What do they need to think and know and believe about me in order to say yes? Well, like in my case, people need to know that I'm authority in the space, that I actually know what I'm talking about, that other people trust me. They need to know that um, I can get people results. So I can show, I need to show proof of that. They need to show that I'm relatable, that I'm transparent. Do you know what I mean? And, and those things are going to be different for every single person. Mm-hmm. So think about what those things are for you in order to buy your, your thing, your product, your service, whatever it is, what do they need to know and think and believe about you in order to totally give you the money? Be like, yes, take my money. I want, I want to work with you. Where do they need to be in that, in that headspace? Yes. What, what is that? And how do we lead them down that path? How do we lead the breadcrumbs there? So you, we're going to start with something. You're going to think about what your offer is and then you're going to think about what's the first step? What's the first shift in mindset that they need in order to, be willing to accept this offer. And that might be, um, it's going to be something that's not talking about you. A lot of people are really tempted here to tell their story and please don't. Again, we don't want to be talking about us. We want to be talking about the customer. So it can just be something really short, sharp, valuable. So how to do this, five tips for this. And we don't have And you don't need to have this behind an email either. Just give them something for free. Here's here's a link to, when we're running ads, often this is a link to a blog post that's on your website. So um, some that we did this week was five tips to get your child to wear glasses. Um, And they're obviously, they're a child's glasses company, but they weren't, spruiking products they were just saying here's five tips to get your child to to wear glasses Um, another one we did this week was about um, why townhouses are gaining popularity in in melbourne and this was a townhouse development builder so there's think about just something really really easy you're not asking much but you're offering value to your to your customer with a problem that they have that when they when they see the headline pop up like oh that's interesting like how can I reduce my waste perfect I want to know that how can I make my baby sleep better oh I need to know that like think about that thing that juicy carrot that's going to make them click and then we can start to run we can start to introduce ourselves so how we do this you can do this in a paid capacity or not so I'll talk about ads 
Um, because people, those people have been to your website, you can have a Facebook pixel on your website that then knows who's been there and you can show just the people that have been to your website, your offer or something to do with you where you're going to get their email address or they're going to buy something that's not very high value. And you're only going to be showing that ad then that conversion ad to people who are, you know, because they've been to your website to read the thing, you know, they're your market because they were interested in that article about, yes. you know, their child wearing glasses. So only parents who have children who wear glasses are going to be reading that other people are not going to be interested. So they're not going to be there. So when you present your next round, your ne that next step closer and you start to introduce who you are and what you do, then you're only showing it to people in your market. So one, you're saving money. Two, they're not annoyed because they've also already received something from you and they know who you are. So is that all making sense so far? Yeah, it is. The one thing I did want to add though, like maybe not in ads, but there are ways of telling your story where it actually becomes about the person listening. Yeah. You know, so when you tell you, like when I, when I talk about my story, I call it the power of words. And mm -hmm. I talk about how a teacher, you know, in grade two told me that I was a horrible writer and I shouldn't write. And, you know, I carried those words around for 30 years. I didn't write, you know, and then how I went from there to writing blog posts of books and now publisher. But the, you know, in that story, I, I talk about on throughout the story, you know, how letting go of those words changed my life and how, you know, if you can let go of those words that have been spoken over you, it could change your life. So it becomes a message about empowering them yeah, to let go of the words that have been spoken over them. Yeah, that's a fantastic example. And you're, you're right that the focus is on the customer. So you, yes, can, could definitely work, you know, if, if you're, you want that proof that, that the concept is viable. And so if you are that proof, fantastic, because then you are that ultimate authority. You haven't just done it for someone else. You know, the example is in, is in your, is in your life. And as long as you're not like, um, I think it's Marie Folio who uses the flashlight example where like, is the flashlight pointing at you when you're telling this story and, or is it flat? Is, is the flashlight pointing at your customer? Yeah. And this should be the case, even on your website, mm -hmm. every bit of content you're about us page still shouldn't be talking about you. <laughs> you like, it yes, should you're be, talking be talking about, about the person reading it. Yeah. Because it is like, it's your website. So people like, Oh, I have this much experience. I have this, you know, I work in these areas and that's great. But they're going, well, what's in it for me? Like we have, you know, they read three lines and go, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. don't, they don't even read it. They don't, they don't read it until they, until you hook them in and you go, you, you know, we have like, for example, with our builders, you can say, we have created homes for this many families. Do you know what I mean? Then, then you're not talking, you're talking about what you've done, but you're not talking about look at how great I am. I'm standing up here having a spiel about me because nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> it sounds very, very blunt, but they don't care because they don't know you yet. Once you've built that know, like, and trust, then they will be like onto every word, but you need to earn that. Even in your yeah. about you, like a, a constructor, uh, a construction company, you know, could, could even start their about us. Like, you know, are you dreaming about that 
home, you know, and that in quotes, right? And yeah. so, you know, there's ways of doing it where you hook the person in and then throughout, yeah, you're talking little bits about yourself here and there, but they're more like social proof that you can yeah. do what you say and you take this, you know, you take this person and you're about you even on this journey you know, and you can talk about how, you know, you struggled with this, but now, you know, here's what you found. And, you know, I remember what it felt like when I was able to build my first dream home, right? Yeah. And so you bring them on this journey. So you're, even your about you becomes a, a, a even like a selling page. Not that you yeah. sell anything on the page, but it's, it's a social proof page. Yeah, it's a social proof page. You, and you ask Everything is selling, everything, yes. everything in marketing. We want to paint that picture of where they are now mm-hmm. and we want to highlight that and that, that pain and that frustration of where they're in. We want to talk about that so that they become present with that while they're thinking about you. And then we want to paint the picture of, of what it could be mm-hmm. and, and how and where we're going to lead them to. But we don't want to talk about how we do that. We want to talk about where they are and where they want to be. So point A and point B, they don't recognize the bridge as the bridge because if they did, they would have already taken the bridge. Mm -hmm. And so if you're talking all about your program or your book or your, your product, your service, they're not going to recognize that as the thing. They're not going to recognize that as the ultimate solution but they will connect like with what you said with where they are versus where they want to be. And so all of our language should be around that and everything on from social media to ads, to emails, to website content should be leaving those breadcrumbs. And again, thinking what do they need to know and think and believe about me in order to say yes. And you're leaving those breadcrumbs through everything, leading them down that buyer journey the whole way. And, and different areas, so awareness, interest, desire, they're going to have different platforms because likely they're going to start and become aware of you on social media. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you have, they might become aware of you via Google ads or search. And then from there, you're going to hopefully get them on your email list. They're going to actually follow you on social media. Maybe they'll join your Facebook group. Maybe they'll come on a consultation call, but they're getting deeper and deeper. They're getting closer and closer in to you so that by the time that you actually present your, your high value offer or whatever it is that you're presenting, then the na- it's just the natural next step because they've been taking steps down the buy journey towards you the entire time without feeling sold to. And that's a critical thing when you look at your marketing is the value of the words that you use. And yeah. sometimes, you know, you don't want to say the same thing that everybody else is saying. Or if you do, you want to change it. So one of the things that we talk about in RTI Publishing is using delicious words. Words are, are everything. I actually did a live on this yesterday explaining that images, the images in your marketing, the only point that they actually have, the, like, and of course there's exceptions to every rule, so hopefully yeah, I don't get you know, emails here. But the, the, the whole point of the image, the purpose of the image is to get their attention long enough to stop them scrolling and get them to read what you have written, which is the thing that makes the emotional connection. Yeah. So 
You are so right. And I think that that point also in differentiation is going to become more and more important. It's already very important, but I think it's only going to become more so with, again, that low barrier to entry with online online marketing and the fact that we are where we are in terms of like the current climate people more people are coming online and starting online businesses and that's going to happen but it doesn't mean that it has to be you know we have to get scared that there's now going to be 10 times more you know marketers graphic designers whatever it is because it just means that we all have to get more specialized and differentiate ourselves and use that different language and and the more specialized we get, the one that kind of the higher that we can charge, the more in demand that we will be. But we will res that language that will be more important than ever because that's how we communicate that what, how we are different and what our values are and why we do it our way. And um, I was speaking to someone else, uh, Suze Chadwick, I was on, on the podcast and she says, you have to pick the hill that you want to die on <laughs> and just, <laughs> yeah. And what, what, what is that hill that what's the thing that you want to be known for? What is that, that one, that thing that you talk about? And, and then, you know, I'm not an expert at words. Um, I'm, I'm okay, but I'm, I'm definitely not a word ninja. And so we all, we, we definitely need to um, get ourselves word ninjas so that we can really communicate those values and that differentiation really well. Well, you know, one of the things I've learned, especially in social media is you have to be quick and concise and to the point, you know, if, if your post is rambling, you're going to lose them. And so, you know, I want to introduce you to my friend called Thesaurus, because there are many times when, you know, you use three words to describe something that if you looked up in the thesaurus, you'd find the one perfect word, mm. you know, you know, like instead of I was sad at the death of my aunt, I'm grieving, right? So, you know, you can, you can take and get more precise in what you're saying, the more likely you are someone to continue reading that post. And the other thing I was, I don't even remember who I was talking to this about this, but this week was, you know, how are you, are you doing that market research? So one of the things that I recommended was get on the Facebook groups where your target market is and listen to the words that they're using. So yes. <laughs> Right. And like yes. even, even chart it out, you know, go mm -hmm. through and, you know, even make a post, you know, asking people about their problems or read through the posts and, and look at pe how people comment on what they're experiencing and the words that are using and mm -hmm. try to find those common words. Cause if you use those words, you will quickly achieve the no like and trust factor because you're speaking their language. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And this, that's something that I, I recommend to my clients because I, as I was saying, you need to talk about where they're at now and you need to talk about where they're at now using their language so that they recognize that as going, yes, that's me. She is inside my head or he is inside my head. And 
they go, oh, she, like, this is the, the person that I need to be working with or this, I need what they've got because they understand me. They know, they like, they know how I feel. They get it. Either they've been there or they've, they're working with people who, who were there. And so, yes, I couldn't, could not agree more. And, and back to your point about selling, this is what will help your, your sales skyrocket is when you are talking to someone on a consultation call, if you just use their words back to them, when they were talking about the issues, your conversion rate will go through the roof because then they're reminded about how they felt. So even like some people will do a two call system where they'll do a discovery call and then they'll do a sales call, like a, you know, the Mm -hmm. solution. So whatever they said in that first call needs to be written down the actual words so that when you're presenting your solution, you're saying, um, no, and this is here because we don't want you to do, you know, feel like this or because you feel like that, we've put this in here. And then they're going, oh yeah, I do feel like, like, oh, and they're making the connection so much more. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad you're, you're (laughs) on the bandwagon too. (laughs) I spent many years in direct marketing, like direct sales. Yeah. And um, I was selling cosmetic products. And, you know, so most of my customers, I only talked to maybe three or four times a year because that's how long the products would last for. Yeah. And every time I talked to them, if they told me something, I would write it down. So, you know, like maybe uh, one client or customer, you know, her cat had passed away. I would write that down. So any little things like that that they would tell me, I would note on their file. And then the next time I called them, you know, I'd say, hey, Mary, how are you doing? You know, da, da, da. I'm like, you know, I'm just wondering. I know the last time we chat, you were telling me about your cat passing. And, you know, I was just thinking about you and wondering, you know, how are you doing with that? Is it still rough? Are you still missing, you know, and use the animal's name and, and because I did that, when I got to the sales part, they're just like, yeah, Kim, order me this, this, and this. And I'd say, you know, have you thought of this product? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, can you add that too? And, and we were done, right? Because yeah. I listened and I took listened. notes. Yeah. And I've, I've been, there's a couple of clients I've been working with, with, with for a few months now. And in the conversations that we were having this week, that's coming through. You know, I didn't, I had one client was telling me she had four consultation calls and she sold, she converted three of them because they already wanted to work with her. And why did they already want to work with her? Because she had done her content, right? She had done, she had worked them through the buyer journey that they were ready. They already knew what she was about. They already knew that what she could offer. They didn't care about what the price was. They just wanted that solution. So, yes, just listen to their words, make sure that you use them back, work them down the buyer journey before you present your shiny offer. Make sure that you know, people get a chance to, to get to know who you are, what you're about or what your business is about, your product or service is. And then you don't have to sell because they've already, you've already done your selling. You just, it's just about asking the question like you were explaining just then. And they're done. There's no, there's no objections. There's no, because they already know what they want. Yeah. And I think the thing is too, is I think sometimes we, we make selling too difficult. Yeah. We, we yeah, put we, it in the scary car salesman yeah. category without, yeah, we do. You know, so we get to that point and we're afraid to ask the question. 
And I've just come to the point, you know, if, if the conversation is going really well, you know, and, and things are, are being checked off and all that, I just kind of assume the sale, not in a aggressive way, but you know, the question is, how do you want to move forward? Right. That's a great question. How do you want to move forward? Yeah. Cause you're not and assuming anything. Yeah. And the ball's in their court. Yeah. And they're like, well, let's get the book started. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if I say, you know, um, how do you want to move forward? And, you know, they're hesitant or things, then we can explore it a bit more and I can find out, you know, maybe what's going on. Uh, you know, maybe it's a financial issue, you know, and, you know, so like, even if sometimes people say, well, you know, I'm not sure if I have the money. Okay. So is it that you really don't have the money or you just need the right kind of payment plan to be able to afford this? Yeah. Or you need to believe in yourself enough that you, you don't think of it as spending the money, but you think of it as like the logical next step towards what you actually want to achieve for yourself. Because, but sometimes people yeah. are afraid to ask for things. They are, yeah. So, you know, by me saying, okay, is it really that you just don't have the money? And if you don't, that's okay. Or is it that we just need to work out a payment plan that works for you? Yeah. You know, yeah, and I most times, most times, you know, I've already done my pre-work and all that. So most times I know it's just, they just need a payment plan. And they mm -hmm. don't want to say that to me because they assume they have to pay for the whole thing up front, which they don't because I have payment plans. Right. Yeah. But by saying that to them, you know, they're like, oh, you have payment plans? Yeah, of course I have payment plans. Uh, uh, we will customize a payment plan that's perfect for you. And then it's like the door is wide open and we go through. Right. So you can't be afraid to ask those kinds of questions either. Yeah. I remember the first time I was selling the marketing mentor program, I was terrified and I was shaking <laughs> because um, we d I did a live a live workshop. And then at the end I was selling and I knew I was going to be selling. And all of a sudden my body started to shut down <laughs> and, I was, and I, my voice, but I was like, I keep going, keep you put in the work, keep going, keep going. And it was great. And the response was fantastic. But I, I so understand that, that feeling. And I think it comes back to remembering why you're doing it, remembering how valuable it is to the person and if you, if you have that great solution for them, then you're actually robbing them of the chance to, to experience that success if you don't offer your thing yes. in whatever area it is. So, you're, yeah, so for me, that, that reminder that it was actually, yes, it was benefiting me because I was selling something, but the whole point of the product was to be of service. Yes. Then aligning back with that helps to just say the words. And the more you say the words, then the easier yeah, it becomes. Come. The easier, but you have to break through that. For me, at least, <laughs> I had to break through the barrier of going, no, people want this. <laughs> They're here. They've been hanging around with me for, you know, five days. They, they'd like it. So this is, how you, this is how you can work with us. So we are pretty well just about out of time, Annalise. How can Perfect. people connect with you? So I have a, a group on Facebook, The Social Marketing Method. So you can come and find me there or otherwise everything's on AnnaliseWarn.com. So Annalise, A-N-N-E-L-I-S-E, -E, capital W-O-R-N. So Annalise, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been Annalise Warren and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. 
If you've been enjoying this show, don't forget to subscribe. We come to you twice weekly on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and uh, you do not want to miss an episode. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the very next show. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift for you. I'd like to invite you to download a sample of my newest book, Author to Authority, coming out this year. If you enjoy the podcast, you will enjoy learning how becoming an author can change not only your life, but your business as well. Go to www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free dash sample. So that is www.authortoauthority.com forward slash free sample. Have a great day and stay safe.